The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry. Matt couldn't be here with us today. He's at a concert. Can you believe he gave up this show to a concert? I was wondering. I'm not even sure what concert he's going to. I'm old. We don't go to concerts anymore. We're in bed by like 9 (laughs) o'clock. But with me today, Megan, this is your third time on the show? You came on once with Chris, once with Michelle, and this so this is, is third. Third time's a charm. So third time's a charm. So the special, you're in the hat trick club now. I'll take it. So uh, Megan from Niagara Wheatfield Track and Field, the second best team in the NFL. And with her is no. I can't. Cr- <laughs> I'm leaving. Now you don't have third time's a charm. Now wow. she's only at like 2.15. Um, Chris could not make it. So we have uh, welcome Emily the Bean. Emily from uh, Niagara Wheatfield. Emily, welcome. You excited? Yeah, thank you. All right, no problem. Now, before we get into uh, introduction, or uh, we just did introductions. This is my first time on the show. Uh, Before we get into that, we're going to come in hot with, um, are you you girls uh, hockey hockey. fans? Love hockey. I am so, I've got a couple friends. um, In fact, Mark, who's been on the show, Zeke, who's been on the show before, a couple Boston Bruins fans. And um, can I tell you, I am ecstatic that the Bruins got ousted from the playoffs yesterday. That was that was just insane. And say, uh, in my opinion, and let's see what yours is, my opinion, one of the biggest failures in all of sports. Yeah. I mean, they dominated the regular season, like set records in points, most wins, quickest to 100 points, like – just dominated by midpoint of the season. I think they had only what thirteen losses, fourteen losses all year. I mean, they just dominated. They were up three to one in the series. Yeah, I mean, nobody was talking about anyone else other no. than them. It, it was who was going to be the runner-up. Champion. Yeah, it was who was Boston going to beat in the Stanley Cup Finals. Correct. And they, they, just go up three to one in the series and. And then it went to overtime, and all of a sudden they scored, and I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wait, it's over. Like, they're done. Season's Not only that, but the Bruins were up 3-2 to with 59 seconds left. Less than a minute left away from making, surviving a team that they should have beat pretty easily. It kind of makes the Bills, you know, (laughs) their field goal not so rough anymore well that's why in fact in fact johnny zeke who has been on the show before he texted me he's like yeah it's still not as bad as wide right i'm like no at least the bills made the super bowl your team didn't even get out of the first friggin round the first round and so, it's not like we're far into it and it's over yeah and the bills didn't it's not like the bills dominated that entire i mean they had home field advantage but they weren't it i equated it to um 
what was it, seven, eight, when Cleveland won their championship against Golden State, who dominated, but at least Golden State made it to the NBA Finals that year. Mm-hmm. At least when the Patriots lost the Super Bowl after going undefeated, they, had made they it the made Super it to the Super Bowl. Boston didn't even make it to the second round. <laughs> like, I, biggest, biggest collapse in all of sports. So as you're, are you elementary phys ed or are you middle school? Uh, both. We, our okay. building's K to eight. So. so we talked about this with elementary phys ed today, just about okay. kind of not necessarily the sportsmanship of it, but the cockiness of it and the you're too good that no one else can beat you. And you get that a lot in elementary school and in youth sports that, you know, you go and you play and even with some travel teams, you mm-hmm. go and you play and you're the best and you're the best and you're the best. And then you actually do go out of town and you might see better than what you saw around here. And all of a sudden you realize that you're not the best. Like the Bruins were the best. They were supposed to be the best. Everyone thought they were the best. And it's sports. Things happen. Stuff. Absolutely true. Hopefully it happens to Kenmore East at NFL championships. Uh no, because I heard their coaching staff, like, you know, is good enough and strong enough and, and prevents them, you know, from, from getting in. They, they, they keep them in line. Yeah. Um, nice try, though. Well, Wheatfield's got to have hope. You got to have hope. It was a good thought. You got to have hey, hope. don't get too cocky. That's true. That is true. Spoken um, by the seventh grader. She is. The seventh grader who I heard uh, right tore it up in cross country this year had a, a great debut. Before we get into that, though, I don't know if you heard um, Milwaukee, who they, they lost in the first round as well in the NBA Finals, the Bucks, um, and Giannis Antetokounmpo at M- M- NBA MVP yeah. Finals. When they lost, did you hear his little rant on uh, there is no failure in sports, there's only steps, there's no failure, it's not a failure? Why would I you say it's it a failure? On Twitter, tweeted yes. it out somewhere, yeah. Um, what are, I, I did not like that, and I thought that was ridiculous to say that there is no failure in sports. I wanted to get your opinion on it as a coach. Is the, I, I get what he's saying. There's We're building towards next year. We're building this. You were the favorite, though. Again, you didn't dominate as much as the Bruins did. <laughs> but you still were the number one seed going in. You still lost in the first round. I, like many others, consider that a failure. Is he's his thought? There's no failure in sports. You're just building. You're just it steps towards success. It steps towards success. My opinion, it's okay to say in sports you lost. It doesn't mean you didn't try your best. It doesn't mean you sink. It it just means on that day, you whether somebody you was failed. better, you failed. I, I pick agree. yourself up, try again. Yep. But you failed. I think there's a lot to be learned as a coach to teach my athletes that winning's important mm-hmm. but failure is important because you can you can not be your best but you can learn from it it could be you could have done better it could have been the coaching staff could have put together a better lineup it could have been we messed up in practice going into it we had injuries that maybe we could have avoided maybe we couldn't have but i think it all comes full circle that it's a team, athlete, coaching staff, athletic trainers, everything that goes into it. And if you're not successful, it doesn't mean that you're horrible. It means you failed on that attempt and 
Try better next time. Yeah, and it could also mean, I mean, everything could have went perfect for you that day, and you still could have lost. Correct. That other person, other team, whatever it is, was just better. Yep. They just playing better. And that's, I think, we're just, I think sometimes we get away from a little bit where we feel like everything's got it participation trophies everybody's got to be a winner we're we're almost too afraid to tell some of our athletes no you lost it doesn't mean you you know you should go out and feel horrible about it you just lost learn from it put in more work whatever you've got to do and you'll try again next year you'll try again you're you're just but that day you lost yep and it's okay to say well we're all winners no you're there's we're not all winners it's, in my opinion, that's the beauty of sports. There are winners and there are losers. And if you lose, get back up and try again. You'll well, learn next time. Kind of all the way back to, right, was it, was it Michael Jordan that didn't make JV basketball? Like, yeah. And, you know, instead of being like, uh, well, I didn't make the team and, you know, have his mom make a phone call or write a letter to the athletic director. He just worked harder and worked harder and... <laughs> And earned his spot and made the varsity team and continued on. But think about what would have happened if he had failed and quit. Yeah. He learned a lesson from his failure and got better. Absolutely. And a lot of times when you ask any of the top athletes, it's not – I mean, they enjoy winning. They love winning. But it's not winning. It's not the winning that drives them. It's the I don't want to fail that drives them. It's their failures that keep pushing them. I, you know, they, they missing out on JV, missing out on whatever, not making the team. That's the stuff that pushes you to be better and pushes you into greatness. And you can't win in a sport like ours for track and field. You can't win everything. You're going to go into an event that you don't win, but maybe you're needed there for the team to win. And you have to do your best. So it's a whole different mindset, I think. Yep. And I'm sure you get this all the time. Well, coach, how come I'm running a 400 instead of an 800? Or how come I'm running the mile instead of the two mile? How come I'm running the mile instead of the eight? Well, because we Either need we you. need to work on your speed or your endurance. Yep. <laughs> we need you to work on something. Or we know you're not going to get us points in the mile, but you can get us points in the 800. We know you're not going to get us points for shot, but you can get us points for pent or whatever. Yep. You, at that point, and... I'm sure you get some guys that or some guys and girls that might gripe about it a little bit, but ultimately, all right, it's best for the team. Yep. I'm going to go out and, and get the points that I can get. We've got amazing athletes that we feel nobody complains. <laughs> How many are you up to now? Like 237? Like, what do you guys got? Like half of a, you got like a, your own city over there? 91 boys. <laughs> and I think they have 83 girls. This year has been my biggest year ever. I'm and glad our numbers are back up. I'm glad <laughs> kids are getting back into sports and... Forget back up. How many tried out for modified softball? Um, I believe there were 31 tryouts. For modified? For modified. Wow. Yeah. But how many How many did you guys keep? We kept 16. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah. I mean, think about years where there were no cuts even up on JVs because they couldn't field mm-hmm. teams. Yeah. There were no modified sports because they didn't have enough kids. This I'm, has been fantastic for us. This is the first year, and I've been coaching 12 years up for track and field at East. This is the first year that I can remember that we've had more than I think we we might have hit a team of fifty once. This year we're at right now we're at seventy two 
and we were down. We had four girls quit at the beginning. We had we were at seventy six. I mean, we're still at seventy one, seventy two. I mean, it's been fantastic. And flag football hasn't helped us. I mean, yeah. See, we didn't have flag football this year. You're getting it next year, though, right? Uh we keep going back and forth. Okay. We keep being told yes. We keep being told no. Uh, according to a couple coaches, it doesn't seem like we're getting it. Okay, but I'm sure if we do get it, lacrosse. Do you have guys, Do you have girls lacrosse? Yeah. We do. Lacrosse last year especially killed me. It took at least at least seven or eight or more girls away from from our yeah, team. Yeah, I've got five that normally run from yeah. me that are lacrosse players. We've got a couple that are dueling this year and doing fantastic in it. Um, but it's yeah, that kind of hit. And I'm sure if we do get girls flag football, it's going to take numbers from us a little bit. But this last year, it was how do I get enough people to cover every single event? This year, it's like. How do I get people to run? I can't keep loading up every single event. Yeah. So it is awesome. Um, Now we're going to flip from uh, track and field a little bit to softball. So, Emily, tell us a little bit. How did you get into softball? Like, how long have you been playing? How did you get into it? Um, So I actually started at what? I started, I was playing baseball. I played t-ball, machine pitch. Um, all baseball through nine. You played ten. You travel baseball. Yeah, I, I did. You, she played with the boys. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. How was that? Was that? Did it you was like different. it? It okay. was different. Um, I played for the NT House League, and I think there was one other girl, but she was not on my team. But we were good friends, just because with only two, we were the only two girls playing baseball in the league. Um, so we were like. That's awesome. Now, did you play it just because you liked baseball more than softball, or there wasn't a softball travel team at that point? Um, I never really, like, we talked about, like, the few, a few times my parents mentioned, like, you want to move to softball? I was like, softball? No, I like baseball. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm going to do this, like, professionally. And then I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll try softball. <laughs> They're like um, a league of their own. Yeah. Um, but I did softball for USSA Pride, um, tenure, um, and I kind of like, the coach was nice, the teams were nice, um, it was definitely different from seeing a ball coming from the top than coming up, but I adjust pretty well and I kind of just fell in love and I've stayed with it ever since. I was going to say, was that kind of like the biggest adjustment? Um, or was that the only adjustment that you had to make, really just from the angle of the pitch coming in? Or did you have to, were there any other significant adjustments? Um, I'd say that's the biggest. Definitely um, a bigger ball was different. I mean, I had to get a new glove, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. all that stuff. Um, but definitely the pitch was m- the most different. And that was, yeah. Did you find it easier to hit a softball or like which in your opinion which was which was more difficult to hit the the hardball for the baseball or the softball I'd say probably the baseball but that's also hard because I went to softball when it was um like kid pitch I never actually did machine pitch okay and I never did kid pitch baseball I only went up to machine I played a few kid pitch like I subbed in for baseball a few times through that season but I never played a season Oh, okay. Um, in the field, did you play the same position, softball and uh, baseball, or did you have to switch positions? Um, I stayed pretty much the same center field and second base, and some short now that I'm on softball. Okay. I played baseball up until the year after T-ball. My position was usually left bench. 
I was not good at baseball at all. Like, my only chance of getting on base usually was, like, either... Running for the catcher or the pitcher? No, either taking a ball and, like, just not swinging or, like, leaning. I'd be the kid that would lean into it and get, like, hit on the shoulder just so I can get on base. And I, I used to play for Hyde Park, and every so often you would see, you know how they have, like, the big um, the big oh, yeah, things yeah, that yeah. pop or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So I'd have, and the concession stand there for Hyde Park would only give those to a kid if you hit a home run. So I'd be so pissed off. I'm like, just give me the big, no, you have to hit a home run first. And there's no way in hell I'm hitting a home run, like, yeah. ever. But, uh, yeah, my my baseball career did not take off at all. I and- think the one difference I noticed as someone that is just a parent, it's kind of nice being just a parent and not having a ton of knowledge about the sport. I was going to say, were sitting, you a softball player? No, I was not. And sitting on the sidelines and watching her play is – I mean, her speed is her biggest asset. I mean, I, I do run cross country. Yes. <laughs> um, and if she was, if she was running track, she would be two hundred, four hundred on. Okay. Fire. I mean, okay. She, her speed around those bases. She's raced the varsity girls. I mean, she is fast. Now, do they? Will they in Wheatfield let you duel or no? Um, she can duel, yeah. but you have to duel. You have to be varsity. Oh, and that's right. You got to be varsity in both. And she's so not... it's just J- just modified or JV this year? Um, mod this year. Okay. Yeah. All right. So in a couple years. Yeah. A couple years. Um, now, it, it's, go ahead. But it's it's cooler to watch her play softball because the baseball bases are bigger, and the boys can. Throw are they really? Harder. I didn't even know that. Yeah. They're, how much bigger? Like noticeably or? Oh yeah yeah. Um, what are softball bases apart? Oh. Come on, you should know this. I should know this. <laughs> Baseball's 90, right? Yeah. Hopefully Kyle's not listening. Um, <laughs> I think eyes are 60 or 65. Okay, so it is pretty. Yeah. As a phys ed teacher, I feel like I should know that. I feel like I should know that, too. <laughs> um, but, I mean, my second year on, um, for playing softball, I was pretty much, I was center bench. I played a lot okay. of center bench. Um, on base. Center bench? Now no, th- for softball. I tried center bench. I didn't do well at center bench. They had to move me to left bench. But she had um, so she switched. She played for USA Pride for two years, and this is her second year on the Western New York Revenge. Um, I actually just got your stats from your coach because I was, I was, didn't know them off the top of my head. She had fifty five stolen bases last season. Really. Oh, so you're like the Ricky Henderson of softball. <laughs> exactly. All right. And it's I love fun. It. She gets on base, and then she just causes havoc. Really? And she leads yeah. off, and then she gets into a pickle, and that's what she wants. Because once she does it, they can't get her out. And she just slides into home and really? steals yeah. home. Third base um, to home is definitely my favorite steal. I mean, I get a big Wait, lead. Wait, you steal home plate? I mean, not like steal like on the pitch. Um, like I'll they'll pitch it. I'll lead off. They'll like the catcher will, like throw it back. Try to run her back. Like try to run me back, and then they'll like toss it to third, and I'll just I'll go. <laughs> I, That's I slide awesome. in for my travel team. I slide in, and then they all yell helmet spin. I'll take my helmet off and step in the dugout and give it a little spin. I love it. I love it. So that's that's I'm guessing the the celebration. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's fantastic. It's fun. I love it. It's fun to watch. Now, uh, for hitting, would you say you're more of like a power hitter or you're more of just like get on base hitter? Um, I'm actually a switch hitter. I can hit lefty and righty. Ooh, okay. So I'm 
been hitting lefty a lot. Um, I st- I'm naturally a righty, but um, we kind of got lessons and trained me into lefty because with my speed, I can like slap and just like it, like I don't know, been, you like step over your foot and like kind of you're on the run too first before you kind of hit the ball. Um, but so that kind of like what I've been doing the most. So I'm more of a contact hitter, get on base, and then I steal my way home. Okay. All right. So she's kind of like when she slaps, she's kind of almost like a karaoke step. So she's already on her way I'm to still in the box, base. though. So is it almost like a bunt that you're laying down or n- so, like a stronger bunt? Okay, so there's like Bunts different kinds. Bunts are different. Yeah, they're different. There's like different kinds. So like you can like slap, which like you can slap bunt, which you like do. It's all in the feet, basically. You pull your feet and step over with your what would be your back foot. And you can put out the bunt, so you just bunt it down and you go. There's a power slap, which you do the feet, and you just, like, hit it like how you're normally going to hit it, but kind of with crossed feet and head straight to first. You can chop. There's light slap. It's all about how you hit the ball with the bat. So for um, chopping, you can if you hit the top of the ball, you it goes down, and it kind of just bounces. That's, I'd say, the best for turf. Okay, sorry. Keep talking. I'm just kind of fixing your mic here. I yeah. keep. I see it keeps swinging away, swinging away. Yep. <laughs> um, keep explaining. But, but um, for um, power slap, you kind of just hit it how you normally would with your feet um, crossed, and then light slap. You kind of choke up on the bat while your feet are moving, and um, just like lightly tap it to the ground. And those are really the main slaps. See? But, and <laughs> I can hold it. Hold you're it. fine. Yeah. And now you've learned a little bit about softball. Yeah. I have. And now you can be a left slap bench. <laughs> a left slap a bench. A left slap bench. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my resume. I'm proficient in the left slap bench. I can tell. Well, maybe now that he knows that, he would be he could learn something from you and he could be successful in that and he wouldn't have the bench spot. Left slap. Left slap. I could work With myself into the into the left slap lineup. Yeah. That's awesome. Um With twelve U girl softball. <laughs> <laughs> Let's work the ten. Ten first. Ten, ten first. I gotta work my way up there. Machine pitch? Yes, because I'm not pitching. I <laughs> I t- <laughs> This is how bad I was. This was, I was teaching at the park school, so this was probably a good 10 years ago. Um, They had a, uh, we put together a softball league. It's like a softball team or whatever. And I, they finally talked me into subbing for one game. They put me at pitcher. I was probably the only pitcher in the history of slow pitch softball to get pulled. (laughs) Like, I was, I pitched, I think, two innings. I got it over the plate for the first two pitches, whatever. They they clocked him out. But at that point, I was, like, pitching it too far to the left, too far over top, too far to the right. I, at, the, at one point, I'm like, I, somebody else want to do this? And they just, like, buried me in center field. I mean, I'd say I'm I'm not a pitcher, but two of pitches, if the mod and my travel team, I, I don't understand how they do it. They're 60 feet back, and they're firing it. I think I... Like a starting pitcher, her name's Maddie. She's pitching like 
51-ish, 50s, I don't, I'm not sure. Wow. Like, fast. Um, our other ones, like, she's hit 50 before. She's more like 49. And, like, I get up, whether it's I'm hitting against my own teammates in practice, and I'll, like, watch the first one. I go, if I get hit by this, like, I'm going to have a booze. Oh, like, yeah. I get hit, and it's, like, it doesn't hurt in the moment, and I'll just, like, joke around, and then I'll, like, look down, and there'll be a huge booze. I'm like... I just got hit by a 50-mile-per-hour pitch. Like, what? Those are the ones you get hit at in the moment. They're like, ah, oh, this is nothing. When you get home, you're like, oh, like that nice hurts. <laughs> Goose egg. I know. I got hit um, actually at a mod practice. We were doing infield in our um, middle school gym, and I dove for a ball and hit me right in the face. I had lace marks right oh. on, like, my cheekbone a few weeks ago. Ouch. And can I tell you, your mom does a great job of promoting you on social media because, like, almost well, all I'm of sure her, she does. almost all of her Facebook posts are like pictures of you, like in the softball field or stats on there, or like it's awesome. I might have to turn on screen time for her. Screen time? Uh oh, what's that? It like puts like it's like a downtime, so like if I can like turn it on and like I have like a password I can use, and then I can set I can give her f- like fifteen minutes a day, and she only can use the <laughs> app for fifteen minutes a day. I might have to start doing like that with Facebook and Insta and all that. Are, are you that bad, Megan? Where you need you need screen time? I don't need screen time. She I have screen, screen time. time. Oh, you have yep, screen time. Now she wants to come back, <laughs> turn the tables on me. I have screen time on Amazon. I have a little addiction. I like to buy a lot. Awesome. Um, oh, I'm getting I'm getting a text. Speaking of coaching, I'm getting a text from uh, Michelle White tomorrow now asking if we're <laughs> ready for our uh, our thrower's relay. I told her we're doing a thrower's relay, a four-by-one four relay. Four-by-one. Are you using a hot dog as a baton? No, but that is fantastic. We might do that. Th- I, that's like a staple. Okay. I, I <laughs> we always every had— Every thrower's relay uses the hot dog as the baton. It's— completely we, not covid friendly uh, but you start with a full hot dog and by the time the anchor light crosses the finish line there's no hot gone. dog oh okay i did not do, we'll we'll figure that out but i know the so the your standing, baton gets shorter and shorter, shorter for your handoffs and we can i can talk about that we uh we always had a standing bet this is the first time we've done it against grand island and michelle but uh with uh marty and i coach uh medora at west we've always had a standing bet where the winner um, the loser has to buy the winner a hot dog or some kind of food item. Like last year, we lost. We, I had to buy. Uh, I had to buy Marty a. We were at sectionals at West Seneca, so I went over to Mighty Taco and bought him like two tacos. <laughs> so, because it was getting to the point where one meat NFLs. I asked him, I was like, "Dude, do you want?" Your? He's like, "No, I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. like you got to get it somewhere." So, West Seneca I was like, "All right, I'm going over Mighty Taco. You want anything?" Sure, give me a taco. So I got up two tacos. I think you got me a taco. At I did get you a taco too. I think you did. I usually, I'm usually the one making the food runs at meets, and it's not like we have our car because you take the bus. So I'm usually, usually at most of the meets. There's like, like at West Seneca, I think it was a two minute walk, not even. So you get a little downtime on the track. Go over, get some food, come back. How come I can never find downtime on the track? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because you have, like, 92 kids. <laughs> Touche. I like that answer. Yeah. All right, let's switch away a little bit from softball. You had your cross-country debut this year. Now, I'm wondering, how did you get pushed into cross-country? Was it was it something that you had to get pushed into, or did you? Because I know Mom's the coach. 
So did mom, was mom kind of grooming you to be cross country or was it just something, hey mom, I want to run? No. So, I mean, I was, I was running 5Ks at like eight, I think. I've done, before like cross country started, I did, I think, 12 5Ks. And those were all like, hey mom, I want to go out for 5K. Can you sign me up for one? And like, there were a few where she'd like, we're going to do this 5K. And I was like, okay. And I never really like, thought like anything of like doing cross country like she talked a lot about cross country um especially during the season um talking about like how they're going to get this bus whatever and um it's funny because matt when he (laughs) i was talking he's like oh my god megan either every day is doing her cross country lineup or talking about cross country or asking questions about cross country or asking well what do you think if i put in this what it's like she's like she lives and breathes cross country I mean, you should see it at home. I think she dreams about it, too. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I kind of, like, she was like, I don't want to, like, pressure you into it. Like, you don't have to do cross country. You could do, like, I mean, I used to be a gymnast. Um, she was like, you could do, like, diving. You'd be good at that. But, you like, you can do cross country. Like, I'm not, like, she was very, she kept going back to cross country. But, like, I knew before I, before I was even in, like, sixth grade, I was like, I'm, like, I'm doing cross country. I don't, like... It's it's kind of always been something I wanted to. Like, I knew a few, like, the older girls. They've all graduated now. But um, I, like, I knew most of them just because if they were seniors, they'd help, like, pick out whatever. I'd go on, like, meets with them and, like, stuff. So I kind of knew them, and, like, I trained with them a few times. And I just kind of, I loved going through woods, picking up sticks, um, tripping. Yeah. <laughs> So you were ready. almost like the almost like the uh, like the little sister of the of the cross yeah. country teams. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, mom, what did you what did you think when she said, you know, I'm I'm going out for cross country this year? Like, were you expecting it? Were you again? Were you just like, yes, no, yes? I want to make sure it's your deal. Like, what were your thoughts beyond yeah. that? I I mean, I just wanted to make sure that she was doing what she wanted to do, and that she didn't feel pressure to do it because her older brother did it, and because I coached it. I really wanted her I wanted her to want to be there because it's a sport that if you really don't want to be there it's miserable it's going to be hell I mean it it's miserable if you want to be there like <laughs> it's running for fun That's true It's not Actually, the running part it's the teammates that Emily's it's fun dad about it. asked her at one point like are you really you seem like you're really enjoying this and she was no. like I just like winning Yeah I I, I did say that and You guys did a lot of winning this year We did um, We did now, secretly in your head, though, the second she said that, where you were like, all, you're like, yes, like, like, doing car flips. I was, flips and- I was excited. I definitely was excited because I knew in her doing these 5Ks because she wanted to do them. Um, and it, those were all her choice. And she was doing those for fun with no pressure. And I saw the talent that she had. I knew she was going to fit into the varsity lineup pretty nicely. Um, I really, I had talked you know, to my coaching staff and, you know, bringing her up. And I said, you know, I, I think she's going to, I think she'll squeak into the top seven. Like, I really think she'll help our program. I think we should keep her up on varsity. And then the surprise I had was I didn't think she'd be in my top three. Okay. Yeah, I, I was going to say, where were you, were you number three or number I two? Was, I was, I mean, I was number two in, I think, two, two or three of the races. Um, but I was mainly number three. So you were scoring big points then for your team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
I mean, I number two is an eighth grader. She's she's fast. Ooh, so you're built for the you're built for the future here yeah. too. Um, we have some of like the seventh graders now did mod. Some of them, I think, have a lot of great potential. Watching mod, just practice, going on their runs, um, and a lot of them look look like they'd be good fits on either JV or in the top seven eight can switch in and JV and varsity. So I think for the near future, I think, well, hopefully we'll continue what happened last year and keep winning because I like winning. I like now. Do you guys do you guys keep like varsity and JV separate, or is it no. just something like they all run together? And if you move into that top seven, you're now varsity. Correct. So kind of, yeah, kind of like kind of like track and field. field. You know, you've got a big group of people training for the two hundred, and then. You, you take your top two into the invitational settings, so everybody. Oh, is that runs. It's, so? It's still like track where only top two go to the invites. No, our top seven. Our top seven. Okay. Yeah. Top seven. So I can run in a dual meet. I can run everyone, but only my top seven will score. Okay. Top five score. Six and seven displace. Okay. Sweet. Now it's like track though too, where you have to. Do you have to set? Like here are my seven. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have to designate. Beautiful. Um, um, sorry, what were you going to say? Or I mean, just, like, going back to, like, starting cross country, I kind of knew, like, um, some of the, even, like, the younger girls that I ran with, I mean, this was the last season um, this year. I knew some of them while they were, like, 10th graders, like, 9th graders. I was young, but, like, I would, like, run with them, and, like, I was kind of, like, I kind of actually thought about it, and I was like, oh, wait, I'm going to run with these girls when they're seniors. And, like, <laughs> I was like, that doesn't, like, if I end up doing this, like, and I, but I never expected us. I mean, we went to um, the NXR race, which is, like, the Nationals mm-hmm. um, in Poughkeepsie. I didn't expect, like, I thought I was going to be the number six, seven for cross country. I was not expecting to be two, three. Um, so when I found out we were going to NXR, I was incredibly, I mean, scared and happy. I knew, like, we, especially me and um, the eighth grader, it was all for our senior, who was Miranda Gatto. She went there just, uh, she was there to actually qualify for states, to try to qualify for, what would it try, be? Try to qualify for nationals. Yeah, nationals. Um, but we were all there to see the course, see what it'll be like next year, have some fun, um, and just, like, enjoy the experience. But stay, I stayed with a senior, the eighth grader, and a junior, a sophomore, junior. Um, and it was, I mean, all all the girls on the team are just, like, it doesn't matter if you're, if they're a senior and you're a seventh grader, what, like, the age gap is. They're all just nice to everyone, and, like, it kind of just feels like one big family, and, like, no matter what you do, they'll always, like, be there for you. That is the one that, and we said this before when when Michelle was on with you, that, in my opinion, is one of the best things about track and field, and it's very much the same as cross country, too, where it's one big community. It's one big, I mean, don't get me wrong, you're there to win. You're there to you're there to make sure that your kids are doing the best. You're there to put your team and your school or whatever in the best position. But at the same time, you also want to see 
you also want to see kids in the NFL do do well. You also want to see kids in other leagues do well. Um, I know uh, we've done it, and I know I've seen you done it. And almost every coach throughout the year, if you see a kid struggling, you don't care if it's not on your if it's he's not he or she's not on your team or not. You go over if you can give him a tip, you give him a tip. Um, and it's just I don't feel like every league runs like that though. Like yeah. I feel like the NFL yeah. league is a little bit different in that respect issue with the coaches. And I think it translates down to the respect of our athletes because yeah. I don't see in other leagues and even in other sections okay. the the kindness and the respect that these kids have for each other. You know, like the Grand Island girls would always come over and talk to Emily. Oh, yeah. And the coaches come over and talk to my kids. Take track and field, for example. We just went against Niagara Falls at home. And I went up to the Niagara Falls coach and I go, you have an unbelievable long jumper like oh yeah he's doing really well he's also taking off of the four foot board like really you probably should be moving him back to the eight or the 12 and he was like i told him to try it he just doesn't have the confidence and then we saw him at the invite at west Seneca west and he was taken off of the 12 board and he was doing great yeah so little yeah. things like that like if another coach says it you might just have a little bit more confidence. Yep. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times that some of my kids just hearing the same thing, they'll look at me and they'll be like, Coach, you should have heard me what the Wheatfield said, coach said, or what not. And I'm looking like, in, in your mind, you're like, that's, you tell them that's great. But in your mind, you're like, dummy, I've been telling you that all season long. And because so and so told you now, and you kind of go, after a while, you go over to the coach, but like, Thanks for telling my kid the same thing that I've been told telling my, them. Ever. I told my thrower today that you said that, you know, you noticed that he just needed to slow down and watch his first step. And he's like, I know my dad told me that too. And he told me that <laughs> I need to slow down. Um, I would say like, especially like um, anyone in like our league, like after any race, whether it was who crossed the line by just leaning, if it was two minutes, you um, at, you were two minutes ahead or two minutes behind. Um, we would all say, like, good job. We would all talk, especially at, like, invites. A bunch of the girls would come and, like, we'd all hang out in one of our tents. Um, so it was just, like, a bunch of the OP girls and I became good friends. Um, the Blue Mountain Camp um, definitely helped. It's, like, a running camp. That was incredible. I mean, you ran a lot, like, a lot, but um, there was definitely, like, I mean, you you could have meal, like, dinner, breakfast, lunch, whatever. It was all with everyone. So you could sit with um, OP girls, whoever, whoever was there, you could sit with and get to know them. Because you're going to be running with, with them, like, in the race, but against them. So it's nice to, that Blue Mountain Camp definitely helped, like, get to know some of the girls and prepare you for the season. And... Um, the instructor instructors were amazing. I mean, the one had a dog named Apollo, and um, Apollo's probably my favorite person at Blue Well Dog at <laughs> thing at Blue Mountain. Um, Are you just gonna send this podcast to the Blue Mountain camp just so Apollo gets a shout out? Is that what this is? Apollo is the best. Apollo deserves like a shout out. Go Apollo! Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, Blue Mountain's awesome. I love it. So. That definitely did help me realize that, like, running isn't all about winning, even though I like to win. 
Um, <laughs> but it's definitely about getting to know who's around you, getting to know, like, people and having fun and just... You have a coach on that Blue Mountain falling. staff. I do. Oh, Erica Marconi. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh. You do. Oh, yeah. She has Apollo's number. Well, Apollo's dad's number. Oh, okay. Uh, I got to She's talk. a coach down there. Mm-hmm. Coach Marconi is the best. Can I tell you, and I've been coaching for a lot of years, we'll just put it that, and a lot of different sports, she, she is the most positive person just in general that I have ever been around. Oh, yeah. oh, like, yeah. just everything is, hi, nice <laughs> to see you. That's awesome. Like, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and I say it a bit in jest, and don't get me wrong, <laughs> Coach Norton and I, we... We pick on her a lot, but it's more of like how you pick on your younger brother or your younger sister or whatever. It's just it's that it's that brother sister pick on. Right. Yeah. Um, but she is awesome. Like to this yeah. day, just one of the not one of probably the nicest human beings and most positive human beings that I've ever met. Like oh, by yeah. far. All the Blue Mountain coaches were like positive. They would like talk to you, say like whatever every day. Um, but she was definitely one, and I actually didn't know who she was until she came up to me. She was like, you're Megan Smith's daughter, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, hi. I was like, oh, hi. And then we kind of just started talking, like, the camp, and, like, after every run, she'd, like, come up, and, like, she'd be like, I saw you running, and you looked so good. And, like, it was just, like, Think like the small things just over like the week just added up, and then whenever I saw it in me, it'd be like, "Hi, have you talked to Apollo?" Like, whatever. <laughs> A lot about Apollo. Oh, so Megan and Apollo there, or Megan uh, Marconi and Apollo. Yeah, they're not as tight as me and Apollo, but I think they're pretty tight. <laughs> I like it. No, one of the, uh, and that's another thing. Just. I I love my staff. I mean, now it's been uh, um, how long have we all been together now? I know I've been coaching with uh, with Tim. I think this is year nine, eight or nine. Um, then Dan joined short or uh, Dan joined shortly after. Marconi was the latest um, when I took over for for Jen Stanton. Yep. Um, she joined the staff. She took my spot as the assistant. I had a text from her the other day. Did you? I was gonna say she'll text me every so often Blast just the past. just to I see how it. she's doing. Um, I gotta get Jen on the podcast. I've never had. Uh, she always says she might come on, she might come on, and then she always kind of chickens out. Ooh. But uh, she's living the mommy life uh, with her twins. Um, but yeah, so it's it's awesome. And then of course Jeff Brunger, who just knows everything, everything. about everything. everything. He, this this man has forgotten more about track and field than we'll know. I mean, he's just awesome we had he came on the show tim refuses to come on the show <laughs> tim is, tim was like nope uh erica's come on dan has come on uh jeff came on uh tim's like nope nope so <laughs> i haven't asked if he's listened tell him to listen to this one I'll, I'll tell i'll see if i can get him to listen maybe i'll just play it on the bus ride hey coach you, you should come on it's fun <laughs> but uh he, and tim is just I've Tim's like he can he's one of those coaches too where he can pretty much guess what the score is going to be before the meet 
even starts. Yeah. Like, he'll be like, no, nah, we're, we're going to win, like, 102 to what? Like, we're going to win by 30 points. And he's pretty much within a point or two off. Yep. He said sound like Marty with spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah. We like to burn. Never mind. We don't <laughs> like to burn our spreadsheets. <laughs> I like to. CB, I'm just like, I'm going to put a light up in and yeah. go for it. Jensen, I mean, and it's nice. Like, she... I I had resigned from track and field. It was the year COVID hit. I was going to say, can you really say you retired from track and field? Because the year that you didn't no. go, the whole league just shut down. They're like, screw it. If Megan's not doing it this year, nobody's doing it. That is not what happened. I think it is. But it was, Emily was getting involved in travel softball. And Christopher was still playing baseball. He hadn't come over to track and field yet. And I kind of did the same thing Jen did. And I said, I only have my kids around for a certain amount of time. And I want to spend time with them and I want to watch what they're doing. And I was missing a lot of stuff because I was coaching. So I, it was a really hard decision for me. But I decided to step back and then the world shut down. <laughs> and then we came back from world shutting down and... Chris decided that he wanted to run. And I was like, well, if he's going to run. You're going to coach him. I might as well stay on board. And, you know, Emily's not there yet and may never get there. She may just play softball. And if that's her thing, I will be there every game to support her. We may just have to end practice a little bit early. (laughs) There you go. And that was the one thing with, um, because my daughter, Sarah, she was always she was a basketball player, so it was literally, especially during um, indoor season. Although at that time I was coaching bowling, so yeah, I coached bowling at Ken so West. Did I. I was to say you bowling you at Ivy Field. You did. I sure remember did. that. I remember that. Yeah. Um, you told me because I ended up I coached bowling for I think five or six years. I gave that up when uh, Tim asked me. Said we have a spot open on the indoor team. Do you want to take that? So I took that, and um, it would be literally me running from the bowling alley or running from a game. Even if I caught the last quarter of her basketball game or um, going and watching a concert, she she gave up, thankfully, she gave up, uh, uh, what did she play, flute? I think she played flute in like, no, violent, I don't know, something she was not very good at. Sorry, Sarah. I, w- I wasn't good at um, saxophone. I just quit that. Okay, I- at least that's a cool instrument, though. I, I feel like... <laughs> I was I played she had trumpet. To pick the instrument that was almost as big as her. I I also didn't try. I kind of faked played, but my music teacher knew that. So I remember in elementary, I was so excited. Third grade was when you could get to start band. I wanted to do the drums. My dad was a. <laughs> my dad would always tell me he was a he all state trumpet player, all state trumpet player. So I of course put trumpet down as my first choice, drums as my second, even though I wanted the drums. Everybody put drums down, so I wasn't oh, yeah. getting it as oh, my yeah. second choice. So I had got stuck with a trumpet thir- uh, third, fourth, and fifth grade. By fifth grade, I quit. I hated the damn trumpet. Like, I hated And I was not good at all. <laughs> I was not good. I mean, everyone thinks, I mean, Chris actually played the drums for a while. He had a whole drum set. And everyone thinks, like, any, like, percussion instrument is just, like, so easy. All you have to do is, like, just hit it. But, like, watching, like, our band, I mean, I did it. We could start in fourth, fifth grade. We could start in fifth grade, but that was like the COVID ending kind of um, year. So we didn't end up getting to do bands. 
But um, so sixth grade was our first year. But just watching Chris like play and like anyone le- in sixth grade, um, just like learning how to play percussion, I was like, wait, why do they have to hit it like the drum right there? Why can't they just hit it like in the middle? And like, there's like a lot of like things that like go into it. And I was like, okay, because I, I was drums was like or, like percussion was my like second one besides um saxophone. So I was like, whew, thank God I didn't get stuck with that one. <laughs> yeah, but drums are the cool yeah, instrument. They, yeah. Nobody's playing the trumpet. The trumpet is not the cool instrument. We had... And I've got to say... Your shout, stepdad played the trumpet. I was going to say, and, and you know a good Don't buddy, Rob Udy was Rob a... Udy. Rob Udy is a great pl- trumpet he player. He's wonderful. He like, plays for all the pit bands. For I was going to say, he still, yeah, he'll, he'll still pop he, in and play. Does crazy. Niagara Falls. Pit band. He does Niagara musicals. Falls pit band for our alma mater. Does he play for Wheatfield too or no? He's done a couple things for like when they need people to sub in and he's been playing with Ken Kurzak and I just saw Rob um la- two weeks ago there because there our tennis courts um are literally right next to our track. So he was coaching against oh, us okay. and of course they whooped us like Rob is good. <laughs> Um, Rob's the only tennis coach I know that has his own private court at his house, so he'll what? give like private lessons. He, oh, they just put pickleball crazy. lines on. Them yes, too. Um, oh. and basketball. In fact, oh. we had one of our episodes. We had the match, I, I, which I, was fantastic. I and yeah, I, you got to come listen. next year. I listen. My, I want to try to get a. You put a vote up. I voted on. Did you something? Yeah, I remember being involved in something. Yeah. Like that. I want to try to do a soccer one, Ooh. or we could even do a. We can do an old man track and field, oh, man. like old per, old person track and field. That would be. Can we get Miles Patterson to run the hundred? Yes. Oh, well, even God. one of our our throwers kids, they were like, "Well, we're doing a throwers relay. Can we do a coaches relay?" I was like, "What do you mean?" They were like, "Well, look, you guys have four coaches. We can do you, Marconi. You guys can do a four by one." Oh my. I instantly threw Jeff under the bus and be like, well, you know, Jeff's going to feel bad. So why don't we have Coach Brunger do that? And I'll just sit out. <laughs> I'll work on handoffs and help you out. Yeah. But they said, I think that would be cool. I don't think Marty's doing that, though. I don't think Marty and Mike are anywhere near that. Coach Patterson could just drive his vet. He'd win. <laughs> his could brand new 2021. Can I say, I think I think Coach Patterson is one of the, if not the coolest coaches oh in my the entire God. league. Agreed. Like, just, is there anybody cooler than him? No. I no. don't do track, but... It's a good I, thing he's on my staff. I hate... Yeah, like, that's piles, another... Yeah. St- we'll get into that if you want to, but... If he's if he's listening, um, I like you and your vet, so um, I like his <laughs> cars the best. He's another one. Why? Are, when are you going to get Miles to come on the podcast here? Yeah. We, we got to get the entire Wheatfield yeah. staff. We should. Right after we beat you guys in NFL, Galen, we should get you Galen. guys on. Hey, remember, remember what we talked about? You're going to be like hockey. Jeez. That is true. That would be horrible if we got Could you guys you on. And it was- <laughs> Thank you, Emily. Remember, anything can happen. Anything can happen. You can learn from your failures. Failure. Anything can happen. Hey, but also, you go down, you have a new foundation to build up. That's right. That's right. It's all about building up foundations. And if we did lose, it would be a failure. When? Oh, did you, you, you've taught her well. They're going to be a tough, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Now, Emily, speaking of that, in softball, I don't know if there's much trash talking in softball, but are you like a little, are you, are you a trash talker or do you believe in, or first of all, is there much trash talking 
in softball, baseball, or not really? So it kind of, I mean, it kind of depends who you're playing, like what team you're on. For my old team, kind of, we didn't like, there wasn't like a lot of it, but like we'd be like, oh, like this like team, like whatever. This year, like on my new team, Revenge, there's, there's definitely, I mean, now like we've been playing, we've all been playing for four or more years, I mean. Uh, we have friends that play on different teams. We have friends all over the place. Like, especially now that we're playing for school, we'll play our friends. Like, there's definitely not like trash talking in like a mean way, but like there's definitely like at our um, we're actually playing. Oh, I don't remember what school she goes to, but we're playing one of our friends in mod on mod softball. Um, coming up if the games don't get canceled this week, and there's I mean, one of my friends um actually to practice wore her. Um, mod softball uniform to practice to kind of be like, oh, let's go Falcons. Um, and then, I mean, at the end when we say like, revenge on three, one, two, three, um, after we did that, like all like the girls from Nag Wheatfield gathered up and we went, let's Falcon go. One, two, three, let's Falcon go. Um, let's so, like, Falcon go. It's kind of just things like that. And like, they're like standing around us and we'll be like, let's go Falcons. Like, Mod Falcons are the best. And, like, it's kind of just things like that. Like, we're not, like... Like a little oh, friendly trash yeah, talk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, during games, though, like, with other teams, is there, like, a lot of, like, even if somebody's, like, if you're on the base, or is there a lot of trash or not? No. I mean, really, like, if I'm in center field, whether it's, like, one of my friends, I mean, when I moved to Revenge, um, one of my friends actually still played for Pride. She's over on our team, Logan Dorsey. Um, that would be Ken Dorsey's daughter. Um, we're still trying to get you're a, giving Ken a little shout out. Still trying to get Ken on this podcast, but somebody won't. I can, maybe maybe I can, Emily. I have his number. I can help. Emily, I got you. There we go. We can get we can get Ken in here. I know who but, to call now to get things done. <laughs> but um, definitely you're gonna bypass me and use my dog. Yes. That's right. I'm just gonna call Emily. <laughs> well, Megan, put Emily on the phone. I need to get something done here. Um, but I mean, when I was, when we were on different teams, I would be playing center and she would get it, like, she'd get a good hit and like, she'd be on second base and I'd like come into like back up the throw and I'd be like, why do you look like that? Like, that was such a bad hit. <laughs> and like, it kind of just be like things like that. And I, that was the team I played for. So I kind of like, they changed their signs and stuff, but I kind of knew like what the coach would do with her. So like, she goes, like the coach gives her a sign and like, we they like now we have like wristbands so it's harder to steal like signs and stuff. Um Stealing but I, signs at twelve U. I steal signs. I actually that's a story I can tell in a minute. But um, you mean, were you at, what was it, the Houston Astros where the the, yeah. the garbage can clanking or whatever? But, um she was like gave her the sign and I looked at her and me and the coach made eye contact. I kinda waved. I went, Watch the delay steal and like shout it and the coach gives her a new sign, I go Watch the steal, and she steals, and we actually um, we almost got her out, but um, we just missed because sh- she's fast. Um, but it's kind of just like things like that, and like now she's on a team, but just kind of funny things like that. Nice. Maybe that could be a podcast. Kenan Logan Dorsey with Emily and I. There you go. Let's do it. Okay. They uh, the older one runs Tyler. for OP. That would be Tyler. Tyler. Oh, okay. Uh, an amazing pole vaulter. Yeah. Okay. Logan's actually going back to pole vaulting. I know. Um, Listen, make this happen. Uh, sorry. I got you, Emily. Make yep. this happen. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, but stealing signs. I was I was up to I was hitting righty, 
and the other coach was on the first baseline for the other team, and she's, like, giving her the signs. Like, she's going, like, one's fastball, two's changeup, like, whatever. And he gives her one, and, like, I look, and I, like, nod to the coach, and I, like, um, it was a ball, but I look again. He gave me the middle finger (laughs) (laughs) straight down, and, like, I coach and him were like friends, so like the coach didn't really like I coach didn't care who um but the ump like didn't realize that it was like just like a joke and like went up and talked to him after. <laughs> and I like I went over to the ump. I was like, Listen, it's fine, like coaches are good, like they're friends. Yeah. Like, but like he definitely he definitely like I mean he was here, he gave change up and then he went and gave me a middle finger, and I just, I laughed. I stepped out of that box, looked at my coach, and I we were laughing. But I I got walked, and then I stole home. So. I love it. Now, Meg, do you do you whether you were running because you ran in in high school, college? Did you find it that you were more competitive running against people like friends of yours that you knew, or did you not like running against like good friends of yours um, when you were competing against them? Because I always. Soccer was my huge sport. I mean, I, I did track and field, but soccer was my big sport, and I loved playing against, like, just people that I knew, like, good friends of mine, whether it was on other high school teams. I loved it, and I found myself – I played a lot, like, harder and better just to beat oh, them. I, I definitely do, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I would that, agree. Oh, yeah. I would agree, too. I feel like you kind of up your game when you're going against a friend, but at the same time – especially in the track, more so the cross-country world, you know, it's it's order of finish. So, you know, sometimes you can get out there and you can kind of get lost in the race if you're out by yourself. And then, yep. you know, someone that you may be friends with, like, and I think it happens a lot more in cross-country. Like Emily said, like, she's friends with the Orchard Park girls. And oh, yeah. we get to a meet and these girls are hanging out and they're talking and they're getting to know each other, and, you know, I have seen it as a coach. I have seen someone come around the bend. I have seen the Star Point girl come around, and, you know, she's only an eighth grader. And then all of a sudden one of our girls will come through and be like, come on, Shannon, you can do this, and still blow past her because that's what you should do. Or just encouraging other girls oh, as yeah. they're running by. I do that. Like, I'll like I'll pass someone. And whether, I mean, if I know them, like, super well, like, they're one of the OP girls, um, or whether they're just some girl at Blue Mountain I met, like, twice. And if I remember the name or not, I'll just be like, hey, come on, you got this. Like, and, like they'll be walking, I'll be like, come on, let's go. And, like, it's kind of just, like, after, like, as soon as I feel like if we're talking before the race, it's kind of like wall friends, like even during those wall friends. But like, as soon as I think we step on that line, it's like it's game mode. We'll be running, we'll see, and we'll be like, come on, let's go. Whether it's a teammate, it's not, whatever. Um, if it's a teammate, they get a long wall, like, let's go, like, come on, kick it in. But um, whether it's not a teammate or whatever, it's just like give them that boot. I kind of, what I think of it is like, I want them to go faster, to push me faster. Because if they're right on my shoulder and I see them out of, like, the corner of my eye, You're gonna have I'll that, know. Absolutely. Yeah, I have that, like, especially if it's, like, half a mile left. I'm like, oh, okay, it's it's time to kick it in a little. And then that forces them to also go up. And then that's when you get, you're in the finish and you just give it your all. And that's when I throw up a worse at the end. <laughs> I love it. Um... Now I was 
I was a big trash talker in soccer. Still am when I play occasionally. But would you say there's a lot of trash talk, a lot of attempts for trash talking in track and field, in the track and field, while, while racing? I don't think so. I don't see it. I, I, and maybe... I, I, I'm going to tell you a story where this was my ninth grade year. Eighth or ninth grade year. Um, I was coming off of an injury, so my coach put me in. Uh, it was my like one of my first meets back, so he put me in, in a JV invite, and there wasn't much competition. I was so. say, we're not trash talking the JV invite, are we? Oh, it gets better now. Again, <laughs> I was only an eighth grader, so I was running against like ninth graders, tenth graders. I don't think anybody was higher than tenth grade. Um, it was the thirty-two hundred. I had gotten out to a significant lead. Like it was to the point where by the end of the race, I had lapped almost everybody in in the event. So you're Angelina and Napoleon. Yeah. So um, it it gets better. So sec, our coach, for whatever reason, he always had um, varsity. Even if it was a JV invite, varsity always had to come stay in the stands. Whatever. It was at West. It was on their track. I loved running their track. I still do, but I loved running their track. So after the second second lap, I know I'm up big. Get around that corner by the stands. I start waving to like, I start oh, like my. putting my hands up during the race to my. At first, my coach is looking at all my like, what the hell? So, third lap again, I go like this. All my everybody just gets up. Niagara Falls starts cheering. Starts fourth. I keep doing like, I'm up. Like I'm being such a jerk. Like I, I'm not gonna I lie. Probably would have pulled you off the track. I was being <laughs> such a jerk, and I was doing it in such a fun way. By the last lap, the eighth lap, I've got the entire stadium. I've got coaches from other teams, like, laughing, like, cheering. Like, I – it was – and even afterwards, like, I was just – looking now, I probably would have pulled myself – but I think I just did it in such a funny screwball way and had I'm such so a cheese. My old age, like <laughs> I would have pulled you right off the track and I would have lit you up one side and down the other for not respecting the event and the fact that you were beating everyone else and you were not only making a mockery of yourself, but everyone else that was behind you because you didn't care about the, the only race. Thing, no, but that's something I would do. The I, only thing I could have done that would have been it. worse. Is it like if I had turned around and run the last hundred backwards, oh. that would have been, and don't get me wrong, oh. it, the thought crossed my head. <laughs> it did not do it, but that would have been like I was, and my coach thought it was hysterical. Everybody thought it was hysterical, but I'm sitting there just Maybe like. I need to loosen up a little bit. Yeah, come on. Like- and the the best, you know, Rich Morano, who's been on, used to coach Niagara Falls, in fact, just stopped coaching last year. He was my, this was before he started coaching, but he was my drama teacher. And I was doing, I did uh, plays and musicals and I had practice. I've got the lead for a couple shows. I got the lead for Charlie's aunt. I got the, but anyways, we had play practice the next day. And the second I got on there, apparently he had heard about it. The second I get in there, he walks across the stage and just, just going like this, like waving his hand in the air. That's so funny. So, but, uh. Yeah, I was a bit of a jerk back in the in the fall. If there's anyone that's listening to this podcast and waves their arms in the air, I will take the loss to prove a point. In fall, like cross country, don't do it. Well, this was track. This was the thirty-two hundred. Thirty-two hundred. This was track. I don't do track, and it would be polo. But um, 
Yeah, I was uh, the double standard of being my athlete and my child. You're held to a higher standard. You may not pump your arms in the middle of a but race. But Pogo would be my coach. Oh, well, actually, Pogo and Jackson, because he'd be this. He's the sprinting coach. Ooh. So you're so my mom. Touche. So you, you can you can go. You I can, think Pogo would let yeah. her do that. I think I think Pogo, I think, oh, I think Pogo would be. Cool I think with po- that. I think Pogo would laugh. <laughs> I think Pogo would. Laugh. I'll let you ask him that on Friday night. <laughs> He'd be another good guest on here. Marty refuses, flat out refused to do the show I'm, too. Marty was I'm gonna like, talk nope. to him. I'm gonna talk to him. I say I think you Emily want me to could run get Marty country? to do anything. What's I mean, that? He Emily wanted, could get Marty to do anything. Listen, he, he wanted me to I'm gonna run make him. her my uh, what's the person who does the, the, booker. the booker? You're gonna be the booker. You're gonna get everybody I, on the on the episodes you. here. Yes. But uh, no, Marty I wanted Marty and Mike to be my <laughs> first guest. I thought that I thought those two should have their own oh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the they the Marty and Mike show. But um, I went to Mike first. Mike was like, well, if you can get Marty to go, I'll do it. Marty looked. In fact, I think he, first of all, laughed at me for like a good 30 seconds. And then, (laughs) no way in hell, kid. (laughs) I mean, he wanted me to run for him for cross country. He wanted me to move just so I could run for him. Oh, absolutely. I'll say, I'll say, you do this podcast, I'll run for you. What? And then, Wait. Whoa. And, then, and then he'll do the podcast, and I'll just be like, oh, I actually can't run for you unless I move, and I don't have the money to move. So Sneaky. you already do the podcast. you got a career in coaching, kid. Let, I like it. Let's make sure he doesn't listen to this, though. <laughs> I like it. She's got a career in coaching. I like it. Now, with speaking of that, with softball being a team sport, mm-hmm. uh, cross country being an individual sport, uh, a team sport yeah. but an individual yeah, yeah. sport, what do you prefer? Do you prefer being a part of like a, a, a true team sport like softball, or do you like more of the hey, listen, if I have a good race, it's all on me. If I have a bad race, it's all on me. Like, what do you, as an athlete, what do you prefer more of? That's hard because I mean, doing like softball, like the team team sport, um, I like because like you can like it's kind. You have like your individual like how our coach kind of explains it, and I like it. It's like. It's you against the other team. It's like it's basically an individual. You have to be there and back up your team, but you have to do your job. Like shortstop shouldn't be in like left field, right? That's left field job. So like being like just focusing on like what you're supposed to be doing is like the individual part. But like being there and like backing up your team and like everything is definitely like the team part. So I like that because you have your team aspect and, like, that, like, when you're up to bat, your team's not helping you. You're the one up to bat. So, um, but, like, for cross country, the individual, like, running and, um, like, getting, like, your PR or whatever it is um, is definitely, like, fun because, like, you cross that line and see that time when you're, like, I just had a PR and, like, either whether you fall to the ground, throwing up, whatever, at the end, or you're barely out of breath, no, you could have gave, like, 100% more um, and ran your worst race. That was on you, and, like, you decide that. But there's also that team, like, you need your other teammates to do well for your team to place well. You can place well individually, which is, like, great, you can get, like, whatever, but... For the team to get first place, you need your whole team to do well. So it definitely has its advantages and disadvantages of both. I like it. I like it. Um, 
Megan, what was your first first meet of the cross country season? You're coaching your son. You're coaching your daughter. What was that feeling like? What was just who? First of all, who was like who? Who was your first where it was a meet? Like your first, whether it was a dual invite. Like what was your first meet? Meet and what was just that feeling like? Stepping off the bus, having both your kids competing that it was day. Dash in the dark. It I was, think yeah, is it was what we opened our season with, and it was all the way down in Oakfield, Alabama. So you know, oh, so it was a long like, bus ride. Bus ride it, down yeah, there, fun, and I mean, yeah. and I just you know I sit in the front of the bus and. The girls are all over, and they're all talking, and they're all braiding each other's hair. And I just kind of looked back, and I was like, this is really cool. Like, it hadn't actually set in how fun and interesting of a season we were going to be. And we had done time trials to decide who was going to go in varsity and things like that. But this—so I knew she was varsity. But this was, like, the first meet that she was actually going to run varsity. And the gun went off, and I was like— I have no, I mean, you know, as a coach, like the gun goes off and you can't do anything. Like it's all on Yeah, at that point, whoops, it's done. And, you know, I just thought to myself, like, how is she going to go out too fast? Is she going to be super excited, super nervous? I've gone out too fast once. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) you know, is she going to be able to hold her own this season? Like she's only in seventh grade. Like she's, she was 12 years old. And I've got girls that are 18, you know, (laughs) and it just it the race went great. She ran wonderfully. Chris ran great. And it was just kind of that. I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this. And and I only have one more year of it until. Yeah. Can you believe Chris turned 17 tomorrow? Oh, is tomorrow Tomorrow the birthday? birthday. Oh, very nice. Marty Mador. The Marty Mador invite. If we if we race. But if we. Looking at the weather, yeah, it's gonna it's, be a big if. Yeah. It's been, it's been really neat coaching both of them. It's been, it's been really neat seeing the two of them as siblings. And I have a ton of siblings on my team. I have five sets of siblings on you cross have a country. Twin. Oh wow! You one I've set got of a twins. set of twins, boy and girl. I've got Tiernan, boy and girl. Tiernan and Tegan. Tegan is the eighth grader. Um, okay. My girl side. I love her. I've got Porter and Ava. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I missing? Chris and me. Um, I have Joe and Joe, Joe and, or Joe and Joe Daniel. And Daniel. But yeah, I just oh uh, Andy and Nick Brent. I forgot. So about I've them. got a lot of siblings, yeah, and of it's really neat to see how they support each other and how they and stick up isn't the right word because nobody ever gives anyone issues, but like. Just how supportive they are. Like, Chris will have just finished the race and be out there cheering for Emily and vice versa. So, um, it's yeah. pretty neat. I would definitely say on the bus ride to, like, their first, like, the Dash and the Dyke meet. Um, normally, like, if I were to go on, like, a, a bus ride with them doing meet, I'd, like, sit up, like, in the seat with my mom. And, like, they would all, like, I mean, even when I wasn't on the team, we, like, make bows for every race. Like, each person makes, um, okay. like, you make, each person gets a sign with me, and they make a bow. Um, and then, so, like, normally they would all, like, make a bow for me. And then, like, I realized, like, and then, co- uh, well, my mom gets a bow. And then, but, like, normally I'd be sitting up with them, and, like, my mom would be in my hand, and they'd give me the bow, and, like, we'd put it in there. And then, like, I had, um... One of the upperclassmen braided my hair, and, like, we were sitting towards, like, the back of the bus, and, like, I was on the whole opposite side of my mom, and I was like, 
this doesn't feel right. Like, <laughs> I've been in the bus, like, God knows how many times, and like, but I've always been up there. Now I'm 10 seats behind her with a uniform on, my hair being braided, and a bow that's, like, I'm supposed to have being, like, put in my hair. You've earned the like, bow. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, I mean, so. my math skills aren't great, but, like, when she was... When we would do preseason, some of my senior girls that were seventh graders that ran for me, like Amanda and Hayden and Ella, like they all ran for me as seventh graders and they're currently seniors. So Emily was too young to be left home alone during those two weeks of August preseason. She would come to practice with me and she would run with the girls and she would stretch with them. and, And then she became like, little Emily, and then they transitioned to considering her an equal teammate so quickly and just made her part. She'd be like, Mom, I'm going to go out and get bubble tea. I'm like, with who? And she'd be like, the seniors. <laughs> she'd be gone. Yeah, I, would, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were, I mean, still, um, Amanda's the one who I normally, like, go out with, and, like, um, Ella and Christine, they, all three of them do track, and, like, they were all three on cross country too, but it was definitely like we'd be like all hanging out and like normally I would have gymnastics um, after, but like if it was a day I didn't have gymnastics, we'd be like, y'all, you guys want to do something? And they'd be like, yeah, who's driving? I'd be like, it's not me, I can't drive. And then, <laughs> um, but there would just be like times we'd go out for like just like breakfast or like a lunch or like, and like I'd just like be like, hey mom, I'm going out with like, we're going to get lunch or we're going to get dinner. And she'd be like, who's driving? Like, I'd be like, oh, Amanda, like Ella, Christine. And she'd be like, do you need money? I'd be like, um, I have money. Or like, they'd say like, they'd just say like, don't bring anything. And then like, I'd obviously like stuff with money. But like, it was just like the like things like, they used to like, they'd always like, I kind of always looked up to them as like a big sister. And then, I still, like, over, like, the cross-country season, they still, all the upperclassmen were still, like, my big sisters, but, like, then they kind of turned in, like, my captains and, like, my, like, they were basically, like, a second mom, third, fourth. Yeah. Because, yeah. And, like, it's it was kind of, like, weird, like, seeing, like, an 11, like, the huge gap, like, of five years just being, like, best friends. Like, we'd go out and, like, just hang out for like, for like we went out one night to get coaches' gift towards like the end of the year. Um, we got her like I got gritters. great coaches' gifts this year, by the way. Maybe oh, maybe because I, I, I was I wonder there, why. Right? Yeah, I wonder why. Um, but I was like, Mom, we have to like, because we wouldn't, we weren't telling her we were going to get like coaches' gifts. So I was like, we have to go and like do some do something, um, for the banquet, and like she was like, okay, um, so. We just went out and like, then we had to drop off one of the other girls at her house, and we didn't end up get like I didn't get home till like nine at night, and like mom kept kept, kept texting me saying like, um, how long do you guys think it will be? And we're like, oh, we don't know. We're kind of just like driving around now and like hanging out. And she's like, okay. So we, I mean, like we we were driving around just talking, blasting music forever, and it was just fun. That's awesome. Now, in practice, is it mom or is it coach? Coach mom. Coach mom. Oh, you let it coach mom? 
So it depends. It, it depends. depends. A lot of times I get coached, but if I don't respond, I get mom. <laughs> Today, Christopher was trying to get my attention, and I heard coach. And like I turned, but I didn't see him. And then I heard, I thought I heard mom, but I was in the middle of working with my high jumper, so I kind of ignored it. And then I heard Megan. And that's what Sarah will do. To, I never coached Sarah, but Sarah, my stepdaughter, she'll she'll always call me just Monahan, Monahan, Monahan. And she, for whatever reason, she started this. Uh, I think her senior year of high school, or maybe last freshman year of college, she started like if I wasn't paying attention, she'd be like Larry, and I'll kind of look like the hell do you call me Larry? Like, you've never called me Larry. Like, what the hell? So, and she's like, you weren't listening. <laughs> I do that. I'll be like, Mom, 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 Megan Kenny. <laughs> I, get, I get that a little bit. Uh, now, speaking of your brother and your mother, did you, did you find there was like, I don't want to say pressure because I don't think either of them will put pressure on you. But you did you kind of feel like you put pressure on yourself just having them both be a part of the team and like running for your mom and running with your brother? Like was that was that a bit of an added pressure for you to that that you wanted to do better or was it was it was there any pressure at all on oh, you just from oh, that? Oh yeah, um, not like they didn't really like put, put like none of them. Neither my mom or Chris really like put like pressure on me but like having my brother being the number two runner having my mom being the coach it's kind of like wow like I have to like live up to like what she ran like in college I was like I want to run in college like I want to like do all this like kind of things like she did and like it was kind of just like well I have to be better if I'm going to do this and like if I want to if I want to do this like she got a full, almost a full ride to college, right? Right? Did you get a full ride to college? <laughs> I didn't get a full ride. Almost. They do a lot like, of money. Aca- I got money for academics. Yeah, I got work study. But money, it was like and I got t- athletic money. She was smart for a phys ed teacher, yeah. which is insane. <laughs> but I was just like, if I'm gonna like, I want to go to Saint Bonaventure, and I was just like. If I'm going to do this, like, it's a private school. That's expensive. I need to, like, have my grades. I need to run faster. Like, it was just, like, a lot of, like, I need to do this better. I need to do that better. Absolutely. But, yeah. And that's awesome. And, yes, private colleges, Syracuse in particular, is really <laughs> expensive. And that's why I'm not going there. We're, we're almost halfway through. My really wants to go to Syracuse. We're almost halfway there. I love the campus. Been there. It's beautiful. In fact, I'm rocking my Syracuse stuff now. Um can I tell you what? This was awesome. My uh, Sarah's just she's pledging or pledged um, a sorority. I don't know for sororities if they're called pledging, but anyway, she got into a sorority. This was her first semester getting in. Two three weekends ago, they had dudes weekend where the the girls would bring up their fathers or their brothers or significant other. So she invited me up to dudes weekend, which was awesome. Um, got a hotel up there. That was a debacle, but got a hotel up there. <laughs> I, this is how crazy it was. I booked a hotel, paid for the hotel on my credit – or didn't pay for the hotel, but had it reserved on my credit card, mm-hmm. went there, and the hotel was closed. And I don't mean closed like we'll be back in an hour. I mean closed as in like shut down. Like we're not – and I booked through oh through schmooking.com. I'm not going to say the whole name, okay. but um, they have the commercials. Yes. You know, they yeah, do a lot gotcha. of booking, you know, that <laughs> dot-com place. But uh, – I had to, I spent two hours on the phone. First, I called my wife, like uh, Vicky. I don't have a hotel right now because they 
So she's booking, and I'm the lady at booking or at schmooking.com is like, well, we need to call their place. We need to call the da da da. Like, like nobody's go there. ahead, call. Nobody's there. Well, if they don't answer within an hour, we'll give you a refund. Well, like you're giving me a refund, and I guarantee you can give them ten days. They're not going to answer. And there was another couple there who apparently they booked, and they were on the phone, and they're so it, that was a nightmare. But the, the rest of the trip was awesome. Had a super exciting time. Love the campus, but yeah, it's expensive. We uh. Even in, in, she got she got quite a bit for scholarships and good amount of money. She's a smart smart kid, but it's still expensive. We're starting to do the college search with Christopher, so we've done Ohio State, St. Bonaventure, but he really wants to run. And good, me too. So we'll we'll see where where that ends. Good, good. He jumped pretty well yesterday. Yes, he did. For, what was it? 41? 41 and a half? 41, one and a half. 41, one and a half. He must be getting some great coaching. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Who's the triple jump coach? We'll leave it at that. I don't know if he wants it on blast, but we'll leave it on that. He's getting some great coaching. Um, speaking of Krista, what was the – before we get into our hot seat questions here – did your mom tell you about the hot seat questions? I did not. I'm oh, good. So, so we'll we'll discuss the hot seat questions. But before we get in there, what was the biggest, or did Chris give you any advice, but what was the biggest advice he gave you be, either before the season started, before your first race? Like, what was the biggest piece of advice that your brother gave you? Don't die. Don't die? <laughs> Always a no. good piece of advice. No, probably, um, I mean, he did tell me don't die a lot, um, but... Don't, like, go out super high. Like, he'd be at the one mile, and then, like, he'd be at, like, the one and a half. And, like, I don't know how he got there so fast. But um, he'd just, like, he'd, like, just, like, throughout the whole race, like, before, after, whatever. He'd just, like, not, like, you need to do this better, but, like, you, Emily, to do, to run this time, what you need to do is this and this and this. And, like, he just kind of, like, gave advice, like, as, like, the either meet went on before he'd say, don't go out too hard. Make sure you do this during your race. Like, it was kind of just, I'd say the best advice he gave me was don't go out too hard because that was my favorite thing to do. I mean, what was the meet I went out? Just what was the meet name? Oh, was it? It might have been Alden. It was Alden. So the cross-country meet, I... The gun goes off. Is this a duel or an invite? An invite. Yeah, this is an invite. So <laughs> the gun goes off, and I'm like, I have my head down. I'm going, and like this, I love this course because it just goes like for me, it goes so fast. So I'm just going, and I look up, and if I just went like that, I could touch the gator. Like, for the first probably 50, 50, meter, 50 yards. She had, like, the know. state champions behind her. Yeah. Like, she couldn't. Oh, so she oh, went no, way. Yeah, I was, <laughs> she was, I was behind the lead cart. The cart had to go faster. Like, that should have been, like, my Emily, ending speed. Emily said she, like, put her head up, and the cart was right there. And normally I have, like, Miranda. looking around to see where Miranda no was. No one was there. Nobody was around her. <laughs> and I kind of, like, kind of, like, slowed down, and then I see, like, um, like some OP girls go by me, and like then I see like Lily Bogdan went. Yeah, by Lily. You. Yeah, um, Lily went by me. Then I saw like Miranda go by me, and then I saw like Tegan right next to me, and I was like, all right, let's go. And then I mean, 
I was that way. So I probably the did, first I had to pretty good for her. I mean, she went out. Oh yeah, no, I went. Like yeah. everyone was like, "Who is that?" Now, were you were you gassed at the end? Like by the end of the race, were you completely dead, or did you kind of catch yourself? No, I caught. Keep... I think I caught myself fast enough. She, like. Yeah. Um, but I mean, who was it? Was it Marty that was like asked you? Like he came up to you and goes, "What is this your new game plan? Like get everyone scared of her?" Um, she's gonna play she's mind like, games. She's like, I don't know what she's doing. We didn't mean to play mind games. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was a good race. That's awesome. Um, I think we're good. I think we're ready for the hot seat questions. I'm ready. Uh, All right. Now this, I don't know if we, this this changed a little bit. I ask the hot seat questions, but I also let you, we kind of go around each person. So you guys got to come up with questions too. So there's five of them. There's five hot seat questions. We'll all ask. You've got to, so if, if I ask one, I've got to answer it too. And they can literally be about anything. We've asked questions about favorite food, favorite movies. Um, if you could do this job, if you could do this, whatever sport you put could be about from A to Z, anything you want. Um, so you guys got to think of some questions, too. There'll be five total. I'm going to start off with the first one. <sighs> All right. I'll keep it simple. Favorite sports movie of all time. So favorite sports movie. Me, I'm kind of torn. I want to do the cliche one of Rocky. Because um, I love, of course, I'm a talent. Um, I'm, I also love McFarland. You know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Miracle, Miracle on Ice, the Disney one. It, uh, my wife and I love it. It, I'm not going to lie. There are times in that movie where I tear up. (laughs) Uh, it's just, it, it, it hits me and I feel like that's the good, that's a good mark of any movie where it catches that emotion, but I'm going with Miracle as one of my favorite sports scenes. The second I answered the question, I see you on your phone looking up movies. <laughs> no, because <laughs> no. I, always, I always say the movie title wrong because there's the Green Mile, which is like a prison movie. The Green Mile, yes. Yes. Which is another good movie. It is a very good one, but it's not the one I'm thinking of. And when I go to talk about this running movie, I always say the wrong one. Is it the one we watched at the... Long Green Line is my favorite. Okay. Um, but McFarland is right up there. I was going to say McFarland's a great one, too. McFarland is what Mc... we watched yes. um, before NFLs. Okay, well, I was thinking about McFarland, and then would we consider Happy Gilmore a sports? Ooh, you know what? It's based it's on golf. golf right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow it. Yeah. I'm going to go, allow it. I have to go Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore from a seventh grader now. <laughs> when did that movie come out? I oh, feel like so I was in seventh. Ago. I feel like I was in seventh grade when that movie came out. How do you know about Happy Gilmore? Wow, that's impressive. It's a great movie. What's the other one like? It's not a sports movie, but the other Adam Sandler movie at the time. It's um, like Skip School. Oh, uh, what, what Billy it? Madison. Where, where he goes he, back to school. Where he goes back yeah. to school and has through. to, yeah, Billy Madison. Yes. All right. Happy Gilmore. That's fantastic. Chubbs. Okay. Chubbs. <laughs> Good old Chubbs. <laughs> I love that movie. He took your hand. I took his head. <laughs> I took his head. <laughs> All right. Solid. So Green Line, Chub, uh, Chubbs. Green Line, uh, Happy Gilmore. Um, Miracle. Miracle. McFarlane got some nods in there. All right. 
Good one. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go with Megan. What's your What's your hot seat question here? We'll go. <laughs> we'll give Emily a little more time to think of one. Her jaw's on the floor. She's she's at a loss for words. Not many times is she at a loss for words, but she's at a loss for words right now. She can only say a lot of words. I'll say if you if you need a little more time, I'll come up with another question. Do you want me to give you a little more time? I do. I do. All right. I think we've done this question before too, but it's always a good one. If you could have one superpower. One superpower, what would it be? I would be invisible. Okay. Oh, oh. That's always a good one. Why invisibility, though? Like, what's, what's, which is definitely a great superpower to have, but why would you want invisibility? So I guess superhero power and why? I would want invisibility because sometimes, even though I'm loud and outspoken, mm. And no, not you. Yeah, bit, you know. A little bit. I threw a wireless mic at the meet <laughs> last week because it wasn't working. <laughs> and I was trying to get the kids to move the hurdles up to and back to the blue. And I, the mic kept cutting out. And I just chugged it. I was like, I think I'm loud enough. And like parents in the stand start cheering. It's like, why am I even trying to use this? <laughs> but sometimes I feel like I'm expected to... Be in certain places and act a certain way. And sometimes, like, I, there's times I just don't feel like living up to what I'm supposed to be doing at that present time. And if I could just be invisible, then someone else would have to take over for for a little bit. Oh, also, like I would like to, I care way too much about what people, what people think, think of me. That's where I thought and you were going I would, yeah. I care way too much about what people think. And I'd like to be invisible so I could hear... If people are respecting me or are making fun of me, like so, be like stuff. that fly on the wall type yeah. of deal. Yeah. See, that's why I would go with mine. I'd go mind reading. Like, I'd love to know. I'm just always. I want to know. I want to be that person, or I try to be that coach, or that like that has just one step ahead. So I figure if I can get into somebody's mind, and whether I always did it as an athlete or as a coach, I love playing mind games, and I'll still play them to this day. Not so much at track and field because it's kind of. It's a little tougher to play mind games because, like you said, at that point, you just kind of train your kids, and that's all you can control. Correct. Um, it's not like you're going to kid – like, really? You're putting him in the 400? Really? <laughs> Do you really want – like, it's not – you're not going right. to mind you know, mind game a, a coach out of a lineup. But So definitely more in soccer. But uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to read minds. Not control minds. Just read minds to get that extra info on what they know. Emily, what about you? I would say – Probably super speed so I could win cross country races. I was going to say, you already have that superpower though, don't no, you? No, but like, I need like faster. Because like, my other superpower I already have. What's the other superpower? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let Bob, do you want to put that other one on air or no? <laughs> I guess we can ask Scott if you have powerful <laughs> farts. Okay, well, my other one was um, super powerful farts because... <laughs> they propel her forward. Correct. I mean, Which could lead to the super speed. Correct, correct. And the I people mean, dying behind her. For, um, for um, cross country, uh, um, running the bases for softball, um, the reason I do run the bases the fastest is as I round first base... I give a little push, and then round third, I give it even. 
I give an, I give an even bigger one. Well, all right. So those are my two. We've gone down that road. So this, I'm going to add on to this question, but <laughs> Megan, you're a phys ed teacher. You'll get a kick out of this. Do you know what the term, do either of you, both of you know what the term crop dusting is? Yes. Yes. Okay. Megan, as a phys ed teacher, you know, sometimes you circle the kids up or whatever, get on the circle so you can give them announcements. I'm not going to lie. There are times where I will get the kids on the circle while giving them instructions and I will crop dust my class while walking around in the circle. And you kind of eventually, you kind of eventually look back and you get the, somebody farted. And as they're blaming each other, you're yelling at the class. All right, knock it off. Somebody farted. So what? Like you're just, and in the mind, you're like, yes, like that's, or you'll do it. Like if you've got a kid that's like being that pain in the butt student, you'll kind of like linger, linger there a little bit. You guys are horrible. <laughs> yes, I am. I, I've done it in class. Oh, like, you? I've done it in class. Oh, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> All right, but we're going to play off of this. So question, I will call this question 2A. What would your superhero name be? Fight Master. <laughs> the is, Flagellator. What is, what is the book that you and Chris used to read that kept in underpants? Ah, uh, I like it. Captain Wetpants. <laughs> That's a whole other. That's their. That's a whole other podcast. I'm still thinking about my hot seat question. I'm next. I I have mine. Oh. So well, wait. Say- what would your superhero name be? Yeah, we need. Um, yeah. Silence. Dude, what? What? Mormon. Mormon. <laughs> Brian Mormon. Okay, so like the punter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What would you use? Uh, Mine, I'm going to go with, uh, hmm. Do, do, I should know this. Do, 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 I'm just going to. Lariator. The Lariator. I'm just going to go with Coach. Just that's, Coach. That's, that's kind of that lame. That's kind of lame. That is yeah, lame. That's lame. That is lame. I'm just, or Fedora. <laughs> there you go, Fedora. Fedora, man. That's usually what I call you. You know, Pretty the much. coach that wears a fedora. There are some people that only recognize, only know me strictly just from that fedora. I <laughs> All right, so Emily, you said you have your hot seat question ready. So number three, it's all up on you. What do you got? Okay. What is your most embarrassing for you guys, like, gym, like, gym teacher story? Like, the most, like, not embarrassing for you, but, like, here, let's say, like, what's the most funny, funniest thing, like, another student has done in your class? And I'll do it, like, as, like, some what something's done in my class. Okay. Um, For me... I'll clean this up a bit. I teach in the city. I teach in Buffalo. So, but one, I, this happened about a week ago. I had two third graders and even for third graders, nice kids, but even for third graders, they're small. So they're playing basketball. We're having like different stations. We're doing some basketball stuff. So they're playing one-on-one and one of the students says to the other one, you can't guard me, you little midget. (laughs) The other one responds. I take craps bigger than you. <laughs> I told that story to my wife. She said, well, what did you say to them? I said, well, I didn't correct them right away because I had to stop laughing first. <laughs> but then I went over and explained that's not appropriate. We can't talk that way. You shouldn't be. That's made them say sorry to each other. But at the same time, I'm like, that is the 
like how do you how do third graders say that to each other? <laughs> I feel like I can top you. Uh oh, what do you got? When I you taught... teach now, you teach elementary too, don't you? Yeah, I do, but I also taught high school. Okay, oh. so when I taught in Ohio, I was teaching high school, and I yelled in the rocker room, and I was like, "We need like." We were going outside. It was a beautiful day. I was like, we are leaving. If you're not ready, it's a zero. And four girls come running out. And then all of a sudden someone comes straggling. And I had to lock the locker rooms after the last kid was out. And she came out. And I was like, I still remember her name to this day. I will not say it on the thing. And I said, um, you don't have a shirt on. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. She like, Did she not notice? I think she was rushed and like pulled shorts on and like she had a sports bra on and she just ran out and <laughs> I was like, you're missing. And she's like, oh my goodness. And everyone was laughing at her and I felt horrible. <laughs> and then I had to unlock the locker room. And so she was so just she, standing there. So she's there. just standing there. Yeah. Like, um, can you hurry? It was, it was so embarrassing. I don't think. It was embarrassing for me as a teacher because I was... I was 21 at the time. Like, I'm oh, so you were like, oh, right, you were young. It was my yeah. first year teaching. And I like felt uncomfortable, and the kids are laughing, and I didn't know how to stop everything. And like I couldn't unlock the door quick enough to get her back into the <laughs> locker room. Yeah, mean, it was pretty embarrassing. It was, it was the worst. Nothing else. I've had kids have like accidents in my gym and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, still this by far was well, the I had, most embarrassing, uncomfortable situation. One of my first, and this was, I think, either my first or second year at, at my building I'm at now, um, a little kindergartner, when we're in a circle giving instructions, Mr. Monahan, I'm going to the bathroom. Not, can I go to the bathroom? I'm going to the bathroom and proceeded to just, oh. like, all you see is, like, urine. Oh, just, like, I mean, she went. Again, I'm not going to say names. Yeah, she she yeah. went, and uh, it was kind of like, okay, everybody move away. Got to call the janitor. Get, but um, you know, sent her down to the nurse. But it was just not. Can I go to the bathroom? Not. I have to go to the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I'm going I'm to the going bathroom, to and she did. Yeah. Um. So, um, I don't think mine's as good as you guys is because those are pretty good. But um, we've also had a lots of more years to be <laughs> just yeah, a few, just, just a few. few, just a few. But um, this was actually. Last year, so sixth grade, um, a girl, um, we were in, I think, I don't remember what class it is, but um, she raises her hand and goes, can I go to the bathroom? Teacher goes, hold on, like, we're in the middle of taking a test, you can't go to the bathroom. So she goes, can I go to the bathroom? She's like, no, I just said we're in the middle of a test. She goes, no, I need to, look really like, okay. She goes, I need to go to the bathroom. And this, and she look, goes, and she's just like, okay, go. And she stands up, and there's just a puddle of just pee in the chair. Ooh. And I was sitting next to her. She just stands up, like, her, like, whole, like, bottoms, like, are soaked. Just stands up, and there's a puddle of just pee. On her. And I felt so bad. And everyone, like, turns on and looks at her and is like, uh... What just happened? Oh, that was yeah. That uh, that was a little weird. Yeah, we're having we're hearing cat noises. (laughs) I heard that while I was really loud cat. Like I feel like it's gonna jump on me. (laughs) That'd be kind of cool if it did. That would be cool. We have a. It it was getting closer and closer. Whatever the noise was, but yeah, I think it's some people outside the parking lot. But yeah, a little cat, a little podcast cat here. 
All right, I, I think I have my hot seat question. Uh-oh. Right. Number four, what do you got if for us? you had to pick a board game that described your life. Ooh, you're going deep here. What board game would it be? Not favorite board game, but what board game would it be? Yeah. Like, like Hungry Uh-oh. Hungry Hippos. I think hippos. you flipped your mic off there. Hungry Hello? Hungry there you Hippos go, you're back. Because you're always hungry. Ooh. That would be Chris's. Okay. That would be Christopher's. <laughs> um, or chess because you think of things. They're like very strategic. In strategic ways or... Do we have to say why? Because you never know what's going to happen. I don't know. I'm just. I was going to say, I'm going to say shoots and ladders because, you know, you go up, you go down, you go up, you go down. You have your good days, your bad days, your good years, your bad years. That's like the purple slide. Mm, Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna say shoots and ladders. All right. Plus, it's a fun game too. Who doesn't like shoots and ladders? Everybody loves shoots and ladders. I'm gonna say the game of life. (laughs) Okay. I mean, you took the easy way out there. I took yeah. (laughs) But um, I mean. Which another fun game? Yeah, it it is. I have it on my phone. You can actually download shoots and ladder on your phone. Uh, Not shoots and ladder. Um, the game of life on your phone. Ooh. You can play it. It's pretty fun. But I like taking the risky route. Ah, okay. Yeah. What's yours, Mom? My favorite board game would be Cootie. Cootie? What is Cootie? I have a different one. (laughs) You changed your mind now? You've never played Cootie? No. Oh, is that that thing where it's like a big thing and you got to like attach the legs or something? So it's kind of like a game of chance, but you get... Based on what you roll and where you move, you get different parts, and you have to put together a structure that's stable. Like you have to somehow create something that will work, but you don't know when you're going to get your antlers and your eyes and your legs. Oh. And you may get things at different times. So, kind of symbolizing that, like you can get thrown different parts of life, but you still got to make something that works. Okay, very cool. I'm going to change mine to the battle of the sexes. <laughs> Is that a game? Yes. That's a great game. Okay, so. You've never you've played, never played battle, battle of the sexes? sexes? No. All right, we'll have to have you over yeah. some night. We played a lot. <laughs> Is it like a trivia game? Yeah, yeah. Kind so, of, yeah. So it's a board game and uh, boys. I'm like, guessing boys versus girls. Boys versus Correct. girls. But you would get more girl-based questions. Like, like who invented uh, this perfume? Okay. Yeah. And so you're trying to, get, it's almost like to see if the boys know more about the girls or the, the girls, girls know yes, more right, about yeah, the boys. Like we'd get more like, if you needed to change a tire, what tool what, would you use? Okay. And, I mean, the I girls kinda, in our house. Yeah. We're smart. We, we're smart. <laughs> we definitely don't cheat by looking at our phones sometimes. As, yeah, I would probably be like, what, <laughs> what colors go with this? Like, you guys have seen my fashion sense. It's not yeah. there. What are the colors of the rainbow? <laughs> Purple. Red. Orange. Yeah. Roy G. Biv. <laughs> Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Those are all the colors of the rainbow. Indigo. Roy G. Biv. You don't remember that? Roy G. Biv. I remembered Roy G. Biv, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you what they were. Yeah. yeah. Oh. All right. Last question, and this will lead us into a, a good story for you. Oh, no. Um, what is either your uh, favorite nickname or a nickname that you were given 
or a favorite nickname that you gave somebody else? Or you can answer both. Um, for me, I had a ton of nicknames, I guess, in college. I had, I had uh, for a while, I was called Moose, but then my younger brother ended up getting that nickname. Um, I was called, I had one coach call me Larry Zonka or Zonka after the old football player from the Dolphins. Um, How's it like that? I had the gazelle. I was, I don't know why the hell I was the gazelle. Rob used to call me the bearded lady in high school. (laughs) Um, So I've had a ton, but the best one I ever gave was a a girl on my soccer team. In fact, she's graduating this year, uh, Maria Costanza. We had, I coached her way back in seventh grade soccer modified, and we had three Marias on the team, and her last name is um, Costanzo, like, but George Costanza from Seinfeld. So I took the Costanza. I was I just called her George. I was like, "You're George." Seventh grade girl. She was cool with it. After a couple, like, "You sure you're good with it?" Sure. To this point, and she showed me this last year on her varsity jacket. It says George. No way. Everybody calls her George. Teachers in her school call her George. Her dad calls her George. Um, so it just grew That's like crazy. And I'm That's sitting there great. every game. I remember early on, even because I coached her, it was great because I coached her in modified eighth grade. She moved up to JV when I moved up to JV as a coach. So I coached her in eighth grade. By the time she moved up to varsity in 10th grade, I had gone up to varsity. So I got to coach her and a number of other kids on that team for seven years. Wow. So, or no, five years. I can do math. Yeah. Um, six years. Seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, twelfth grade. Six. You can math. Wow. I'm, now you know why I'm a phys ed teacher. <laughs> Don't give us that. <laughs> <laughs> but so I coached her six, grade, six years, and for all sixth grade, I'm like, nice save, George. George. And they're looking like, George, like, what the hell are you talking about? And so it's a nickname so I, that stuck. A nickname that stuck. It's kind of like mine. And I remember even this year, I'll kind of look at her like, George, do you, are, are you kind of pissed that I – she's like, no, it's fine. She's like, I think it's great. So That's awesome. And, like, she obviously was thinking she had a George on her varsity jacket, which is fantastic. So that was one that I gave that stuck. <laughs> All right. I like that. I think my, my favorite name is – Mego, which who calls you Mego? Which Michelle, Michelle. gave me in oh, college. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was a college cross country nickname that that really stuck through college, and it's either Megs or Mego. Um, and I always thought when you called Coach White, when you called Michelle her cutie, cutie, cutie. I always thought that was your like, nickname. I didn't realize C-U-T-I. that was her maiden name. Yeah. Maiden name, like, and still because nobody knows her is K U T Y. Yeah. So when I do it and I say cutie. People think I'm like being like, "Hey, cutie." Oh yeah, like yeah. you'd walk by, be like, "Hey, cutie." I'm like, "Okay, they <laughs> must like, be wow, really good friends." Real close. Yeah. So, what's, what's the I favorite never, one you've uh, gave? Never think of that. Um, I think my favorite nickname I gave. I she's sitting across the room. I've never really given a nickname that stuck. Um, and we started calling Bean Bean before nope. she was born. No, nope, it was Jelly Bean. Well, it was Jelly Bean. I'll. I'll and she can go with the story, but she went to get her varsity jacket, and she wanted being on her varsity jacket. And it I, says Emily. I know. And I said, I said, you know, traditionally at Wheatfield, people don't do nicknames on their jackets, but you can do whatever you want. You've earned the jacket. It's your jacket. Um, and, you know, she, I said... You know, if you're a junior and maybe you don't want to be walking around with Bean, she's like, why would I not want to be walking around with Bean? Like, that's who I am. So 
that's the nickname I gave that stuck. So I'll let, I'll let her. So what's the story behind Bean? <laughs> okay. It's on her bat. It's engraved it's, on her bat. It is, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, I mean, I wasn't alive to get the nickname Beans, but I, apparently I was small. So I got called Jelly Beans for, like, ever. And then, like, I was, like, what, like, six maybe? And I was, like... Why do you keep calling me Jelly Beans? Like, if you're going to call me that, just call me Beans with my attitude that I still have. <laughs> um, but it was kind of just like Jelly Beans, and it kind of just like went to like Beans, Bean. Like, it's kind of just like Beans, Bean, depending on like what like you're talking about. And like, I remember the first time I like met my, um, well, now she's like my best friend, but um, like Logan Dorsey. She was like, we were going on like saying our names. I was like, my name's Emily, but you guys can all call me Beans. And everyone's like, Beans? Why Beans? Like, and so like I told them the story, and it was just like funny, and it's kind of just like stuck. Can you do but your think, uh, your uh, walk up chant when you get up to bat? What your dugout does? Beans, beans, magic fruit. The more you eat, the more you. <laughs> and then, because I, I fight around the bases, like my superpower. But um, that's what gets you around the yeah, bases. Right? Yeah, Bean had nothing to do with farting at the time. Now it does. But um, the favorite nickname I've gave was probably with my old gymnastics coach. His name's Pat. Um, we went. He brought me to his um. Well, one of the girls' um, gymnastics meets. I got to actually miss school for it. Um, it was her biggest gymnastics meet at the time. She's gotten a bigger now. Um, her name's Claire Henry. She's incredible. But um, I got to go to that meet, and um, I didn't have a ride, so he offered to drive me. And we ended up getting Chipotle after. And I got a bowl with almost everything the exact same that he did, except he got pinto beans on it. And I was like, Pinto Bean, that's gross. And he was like, do you just call me Pinto Bean? I said, no, I said, Pinto Beans are gross. And he goes, you called me Pinto Bean. I said, no, I said, the food you just put on it was gross. And he was like, I love Pinto Beans. And I was like, okay. And then it was kind of just like, I'd like walk up and I'd be like, Pinto Beans are gross. And he'd be like, stop calling me gross. And it was kind of just like, then I just like, I have him in my phone as Pinto Bean. Like, he kind of just, like, he was like, Bean, that's you. And I was like, and I don't like Pintos. And so it's, I don't like <laughs> So it kind of doesn't fit. But he was like, well, it fits for me. And I was like, so we kind of just stuck as, like, Pinto Bean, I guess. That's so, awesome. That's probably the best nickname I've gave. I've gave some, like, ones, but, like, none of stuck, like, where I put the contact in is Pinto Bean or whatever. That's awesome. And I got to tell one, I, and Sarah will be pissed off if I don't say this, but... <laughs> I don't know why, and I forget how it started, but the nickname I've given her is Little Chuchalina or Chuchalina. I don't know why. I can't remember when. I I started um, dating my wife now, Victoria, when she would have been – actually, did I tell you the story how we met? No. Mm. Um, it, was, it was Sarah's fifth grade um, end-of-the-year field trip. They went on an overnight canoeing trip, uh, a three so – two-day, three-day canoeing yeah. trip. Um, I wasn't a teacher at Clarence, but I had been subbing there. It was before I got full-time at Buffalo City. Um, and one of their teachers, about two months before, asked me if I wanted to chaperone the trip. I would get paid, blah, blah, blah. I was like, fine. 
they said apparently they were like, you know, during uh, no other phys ed teacher wanted to do it. So during one of their faculty meetings, my name came up. He asked me. I accepted. Whatever. So I, um, Victor- Vicky came down. I was at Canoes. I was at the lifeguard with another phys ed. She came down with two other moms. They jumped in a canoe and pretty much just took off, and she was just kind of standing there. I went up and asked her, do you want to, you know, if you want, I can take you out in a canoe. And the rest is history. So that's that's, amazing. that's how we met. And I actually proposed to her on a canoe, which was oh, a lot sucks. more difficult than it sounded. Um, we had always gone to Lake Placid. Um, we would do trips up there. She did trips up there her entire childhood. Like she would spend summers up there. So eventually we started going there. And uh, Sarah had brought a friend of hers. So she brought a friend that year. And I had told Sarah that I was going to do it. I had showed her the ring beforehand. Um, so I had the ring under my fedora. Of course. Um, on a canoe. On a canoe. I feel like this so, could go very badly. To- oh, it could have. I was in front. She was in back. I literally about, we got about out on the water and Sarah took pictures of it. I got in the water about halfway out. I spun around, got down on one knee in the middle of the oh canoe. Took it out and asked if she'd take a canoe ride for me the rest of my life. It was, uh, I know, cheesy. No, not cheesy, romantic, and wonderful. But it was it was awesome. But around, I think around fifth, sixth grade, I don't know why, I just started calling Sarah, like, first I would call her, like, you're being like a choocher, you little choocher, you choochalina, and it just stuck. And to this day, even on my in my phone, she's, I have her on there as little choochalina or choochalina. So that's, so that's cool. just, that's that's been my nickname for her. And uh, that stuck. And now so. she's a sophomore in college. And now she's she's not so little Chuchelina anymore. She's old She'll Chuchelina. She'll always be little Chuchelina. I d- Absolutely. I did get my name. Um, I don't know if my mom told you the story, but how I got named Emily was actually because it was going to be like Nicole or Rebecca or something. And then Chris was like, you guys can call her whatever you want, but I'm calling her Emily. <laughs> Emily, after what? Okay, well, that's a little... Okay, he said, well, you guys can call her whatever you want, but I'm calling her Emily. He was in love with Thomas the Train. So I got named and after... The little green... Oh, is the little, little green, green train, train, Emily? Train, Emily. Emily. So I'm that's named after awesome. a train from Thomas the Train. And then they're like, Emily? Okay, so... Yeah, I'm named after a train. That's awesome. And I told some of my friends that, and now I get... I mean, this one hasn't, like, this one didn't stick for long, but a few of my friends will still, like, if they're not calling me Beans, they'll be like, my little Thomas the Train friend. Little and I'll be, I'll be like, shut up. <laughs> Get out of here. I love it. We're going to wrap things up there. Um, again, one big thank you to Megan and Emily uh, Beans. Thank you, too, for coming on so much. This was awesome. Um, so much fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no thank problem. you for having us. Anytime. Emily, I'm going to be calling you to book those other episodes. I got you. I'm just going to be like, you know, Megan, can you put Emily on the phone? <laughs> can, you put my, can you put my agent on the phone? Yep. She's got some deals to make. I got you. Um, but thank you. Thank you so much. Um, make sure everyone checks out our Facebook page, our YouTube page, our Instagram at Stories from the Sidelines. And make sure you check out next week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. And go Bulldogs. Go Falcons. Go Falcons. (laughs) 